Check Podcast, episode six. Yes. The gang's back together again. Yes, we are. Uh, this episode is titled Unpopular Opinions. Yes, yes. Oh, my God. They're going to hate me. Uh, but first, let's get into it. I might be too loud. Sorry. No, Excuse me, fun. everyone. Like TV that. land. Uh, wrist check. What are we wearing? Let's start off with Rashawn. Oh, man. I see you got a heater. Yes. The infamous wrist check. I'm rocking... The Swatch System 51. Oh, by, legend. By Hodinkee. Woo! Special edition um, and all. Fire. I think I've shared my appreciation for anything that was produced in the 90s. Yep. 90s repro. Respect. 90s sourced. 90s created. 90s inspired. Yeah. I'm a 90s baby. I'm doing it. 100%. Um, what gravitated to me the most is the California dial. Mm -hmm. And for those who don't know what the California dial is, it is Roman numerals on the top and then Arabic numerals on the bottom. Love it. I'm a big um, fan. Of course, the California dial was designed for bespoke watch um, designers yep. where they would share their designs with you know, their consumer and say, hey, would you prefer for this watch or the dial to be presented with a Arabic or a numeral mm -hmm. um, dial? So for me, this right here just kind of speaks to that history. Um, you know, we shared in our previous episode of um, just our appreciation for design, fashion, and kind of stepping outside of the box. Yep. Um, so that definitely checks those boxes. And for those that don't know, the System 51 is a series of automatic watches that uh, Swatch makes. Yes. Which I think is incredible because a lot of people don't realize that Swatch, a Swiss-made watch company, um, who primarily makes quartz watches, does offer automatic watches With for very a very reasonable price. Yes. I mean, they start at like 175 go up to like maybe 350 Yeah. Like, yeah. Incredible, the, and this piece has an exhibition case, and they a, they all yeah. have an exhibition yeah. case bag. Yep, yep. And the and the rollers are cool too. Yeah, they're all the cool. They're like laser etched and stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm a I'm a huge fan of the System Fifty One. Um, obviously, I know why you decided to wear that yeah, this episode. It was that was very a smart move. Very calculated very for our um. Uh, ben, what do you have for us? I went back to the tried and true, old, reliable 1950s Omega. Respect. So. I mean, every time I look at it, I just put a smile on my face. Black it's a good, it's dial. a good watch, and and tell us about the movement of this piece because I don't it's think a, you covered it before. It is a, it's a bumper wind. A bumper wind. So Super if you cool. don't know what that means, it means <laughs> that there's no rotor inside. It means ain't nothing wrong nope. with a little. There's a bumping wind. There's a <laughs> ball bearing. Wine, I like that. <laughs> there's a ball bearing on the left side of this watch that you'll probably hear it if I shake it a little bit. Ooh, get him. It goes up and down to actually wind the watch like a rotor would. Except it's very of intimate, spinning, sir. it just go, literally bumps <laughs> the top and bottom of the case. Man, Perry's so there's got all the puns. I got the puns today, man. I'm on fire. Respect. <laughs> I am a huge fan of that watch. I love it when you wear it. Um, what you got on? Today, I am wearing... Um, this is a special watch. This was, this was a gift uh, by my wife. Gift. Shout out to Perry's wife again. Shout out to her. She's gonna. She's. This is. This is the Two third episode that she's getting the third Ooh, shout out. Yes. We got to cut that out. Um, <laughs> Stop being so good to him. Seriously. Uh, and by gift, I mean I picked it out and she paid for it. Um, this is a vintage uh, Tudor Oyster Date. Uh, big Rose. Uh, it's got the roulette roulette date wheel. So it, it goes between black and red uh, colored numerals, uh, black being odd, even being red, uh, gold indices. Uh, it's in the oyster uh, perpetual case. It's got a Rolex crown uh, buckle. The strap it did not come with is aftermarket. The strap was also a gift. Uh, it's a black gator strap, authentic gator. Um, this is one of my favorite dress watches. Uh, I am a huge Tudor fan. Anything with a big rose on it, I think is gorgeous. I wish they used that, uh, that logo more. Although I love the shield, 
Yes. Not against the shield. Uh, I do wish they found more ways to incorporate the rose. I think it's gorgeous. And it, 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 the Tudor rose has an interesting story to it uh, with respect to uh, the British monarchy. Mm-hmm. Um, the rose of Tudor? A hundred percent. So, um, yeah, definitely one of my favorite pieces. I enjoy wearing this a lot. Uh, I've been wearing it a lot recently. Um, and yeah, that's, that's my wrist check today. This is, uh, this is a good one. Uh, moving along to what we were hinting at, uh, with respect to the title of this episode, Unpopular Opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to keep it light. It's not going to be too heavy. <laughs> but or maybe it will get. Let's see. It could be. It could be. be. This is very, it could be. very unpopular. But I'm. I'm. You know. I. I put this episode together because I'm feeling away. And uh, the first unpopular opinion is a question. Could be unpopular. Could be on the side of most people. But the question is: Is Rolexed? Rolexed. You hear that? Mm. Excuse me. Is Rolex overhyped? Question mark. Oh man, who wants to kick this off? Because I got a lot to say. I mean, so say it. I, I, yeah, kick it off. <laughs> Come on, get, get it off your chest. Oh man, let's Listen, go. You know, man, where do I start? I really, 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 really want to say that I don't believe that there is a hype to Rolex. Really? That's definitely an interesting take on the and that's <laughs> and, and listen for all the viewers that watch Risk Check podcast. If they didn't know, I am the protagonist in this. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> so play your status, sir. These, these guys antagonize me, um, but I got to come back. <laughs> I feel like we agree about a lot. We do agree about a lot, but but, but I gotta I gotta play devil's advocate. Respect. I no, advocate. I, I, I love that you hold your own. So yes. so let's get it. So so, so what, where you stand? So where I stand, I don't think that Rolex is a hype, and I'll be completely honest. I got into appreciation of watches because of Rolex. The only watch mm-hmm. that I always have known, and most people that do love watches or know of watches. Only know of Rolex. Sure. Um, you know, I could go back into the story of, you know, my father and how he wore Rolex when we um when I was a kid and and how I used to play with it and I didn't really understand the value, but I knew it was something special. Yes. Rolex is very, very special. Yep. Very, very special. That we can all agree on. I don't sure. believe that there's a hype, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because people will stand out there in the rain, sleet, snow, or if there was heck fire. Heck these fire. watches. That's new. Heck fire? You censoring yourself? I'm censoring myself. <laughs> okay. I'm censoring myself. So I'm going right. to say- All right, gonna Brother say, Smith. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say heck fire. Sure. Okay. Heck fire. You can say hell. Okay. <laughs> it's in the Bible. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I'm going to be politically correct. But okay. with that being said- you know, people will stand out there and they will go ahead and they will come to um, a Rolex jeweler in a boutique, you know, seeking for these pieces and have a dream to aspire to want to have. And the biggest question is, why do you love it? What do you like about it? So on and so forth. And what it does is it provokes thought and it inspires people to actually segue into other brands as well. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, do I believe that there's a hype? Not at all. Rolex has the best product out there, and rightfully so. The best been, product out there. They have the best product out there because it's a bold statement. Yes, because because of the simple fact that people are, you know, doing so many things to acquire them. But okay, so with that being said, especially what you just said, don't now, you think that's that when defining I say, hype? No, but when I say when I say the best product, I'm I'm not saying the best made or the best creative or the best innovative because we know of other brands that have recreated the wheel, sure, completely, just like smashed that wheel and created a new one. We all know that, so that's rightfully so. But there has never been a demand or a scream. For a product more than it has been for Rolex, so there's no hype. I mean, I agree with that statement, but you, you, 
Yeah, I was gonna say, don't you think that that is hype? How is that hype? If if you're if you're aspired, if you're aspired to have it, because you're saying that there's no other brand that has as much demand. That's because other people are creating demand for it, which is hype. I don't believe that to be hype. So then, what would you define as hype? Hype would be a trend. Don't believe Rolex is Rolex is in a trend. Rolexes have been collected by true collectors, aspiring collectors, and future collectors. Mm -hmm. So then, that's not a hype. Um, where I stand on this is, uh, I'm kind of in the middle. Um, I think it kind of goes both ways. I'm going to say the brand is a little overhyped. I'm going to agree. Yeah. Um, I think some of the hype is merited, right? Like, not taking any credit from Rolex, they've built an incredible brand. Of course. Facts. And deserve a lot of the acclaim that they have. Facts. Um, they have an incredible history. Facts. Yes. Right? You talk about the Explorer, Mount Everest. Mm-hmm. You talk about the deep sea dweller, James Cameron. You talk about the Submariner and the race to deliver commercially available dive, uh, dive watches. Yes. Facts. Like, incredible history. Mm-hmm. Um, the hype is real. And it is, it is it, from my taste, it's a little over the top. I think um, what, I've, what, I, what I find, and this is just through my observations, mm-hmm. I think... You definitely have like your Rolex collector, mm-hmm. which I have the utmost respect for. Absolutely. Guys who have been collecting forever. Mm-hmm. And this is their brand, and they claim that they planted that flag years ago. Yes. Then you have your watch collectors who have the Rolexes that they want. Mm-hmm. Again, utmost respect. Then you have this group of watch collectors that are new to watches, which is nothing wrong with that, Mm -hmm. but that feel like Rolex is the only brand that they should have or wear. And that is where I see the hype being astronomical, like very, very real and palpable. But that's misinformation, and that's also uneducation. And that's overhyped. But right. That, yeah. Okay. To me, to me, that that that's overhyped because it's like once you start getting into conversations where it's like Rolex, 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 Rolex. Yes. And it's like I've talked to dudes who it's like, all right, but what do you like? Yes. And they don't know. They would buy whatever is available. Yeah. And I feel like that's the state of the industry right now with mm-hmm. respect to Rolex. Whatever you can get your hands on, sure. Most guys are going to buy. Yes. And there's very few of us. Yes. And I'm in this group mm-hmm. that if I go into a boutique or an authorized dealer that offers Rolexes mm-hmm. and there are some available and the salesperson is like, look at this, I'm going to be like, no, of course. I don't want that. Of course. And I just went through that. Yes. Um, and they were shocked. Yes. They were like, you saying no to the 41? I'm like, yeah, I want the 36. Respect. I don't want a 41. Respect. Call me when you have a 36. Now, what I am going to do, because I am playing devil's advocate. Sure. Now, in the beginning where you you know spoke of Everest, you spoke of the deep sea mm-hmm. um, excavations and everything that you spoke of, that's history. 100%. Right? Now, with history, if we know our history, of course we do. You know, uh, Hans Wilsdorf actually sponsored the first athlete yes. with the wristwatch. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Hans Wilsdorf was the first to actually stamp, you know, or do like a double stamp on- Hans Wilsdorf is Phil Knight. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> on, on, on a dial. Sure. And it's all marketing genius. 100%. And what I will say is this, why there is no hype is because you would believe that Hans Wilsdorf was walking this earth today. And that is his influence you, that is I get, infectious. I, I, I get what you're saying, but I think most most people who are trying to buy Rolexes, they don't even know yeah, who Hans Wilsdorf is. You know Absolutely. why they want a Rolex? Because they see it they see on the everyone else. Sure, sure. Or, and they, I think, see, or they see the price and, on and, and to the credit of the brand, they have spent tirelessly 
years positioning themselves to be a brand that was the trophy. Yeah, if yes. Hans Wilsdorf did anything well, it was he's a marketing mastermind. Genius. Absolutely. He's he I mean, marketing genius. Yes. Brilliant. Um But do you think that but then do you think that undermines those people that just solely want the Rolex because they're uneducated. Is that hype or is that just people being misinformed? I think I think it's both. It's I think both. hype yeah, is misinformation. Both. Yeah. So then so then you guys so you're in the middle. I'm saying they're not hype. I'm saying they're definitely overhyped. Okay. For most of the reasons Perry just said. Yeah. I th- I think there is a sense of like the brand is is the brand is definitely overhyped. Yes. I do think some of it is merited within certain communities. Yes. Like for those that know because I know a lot of guys who are like, they've been collecting Rolexes for years. My introduction to Rolex was as, as similar to you via my father. Yes. And he had one and it was like, wow, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, but, you know, is Rolex my favorite brand? Absolutely not. Um, myself, and I would include you two, yes. are some of the few people that I know that if we walked into an authorized dealer and they had Rolex to show us, would actually say no to most of the most of what they had to offer. Yeah, I want if it comes to Rolex, I want very specific. I know what I want, them, and it's course. very. It's, there's only with respect to Rolex, there's only two watches I want. Yes. In terms of like a new watch. Yes. Otherwise, like I think vintage is where it's at. Yeah. And I think vintage Rolexes are amazing. The value is incredible because, again, to their credit, they make an incredible product that lasts. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right, and they offer. They have an amazing customer service where it's like, if you have an old Rolex, they will service it. Yes. Right? It'll cost you, but you can bring it to them mm-hmm. unquestioned and they will, they'll service it. Assemble, reassemble, disassemble. Everything. And yeah. I, think, I think they are, for that reason, alone an incredible brand. But when y'all look at the market and I see what's moving and what guys are into and the fact that you can't you can't get one it's crazy because i know that there's a lot of them that aren't worth getting yes in my opinion no you're right okay so look you know what i'm gonna challenge you sure so of course i remember where there was a point in time when there were watches in the case and Mm -hmm. you could go ahead and you can you could buy a, a daytona right yes now this is where i'm gonna go because there was a point in time when you could buy a Daytona, but you couldn't buy Omega Speedmaster. Sure. Does that mean that the Speedmaster was hyped when no. it was no. there? We all no, know I'm that not. Speedmaster is not overhyped. Yeah, but the, but the Speedmaster was in a very high demand, and it was a point in time but when people, you couldn't but get here's it. Here's the thing. The reason why the Speedmaster was sold out and that older Daytona, older generation Daytona wasn't is because the Speedmaster is a, well, at that time, was a better watch than that Daytona. Yeah. People wanted the best watch. It still, to, it still is. You were able to compare them and say, this is better for me, therefore I'm buying the Speedmaster. In terms again, of value it's and, for me. and quality, like, the only, I mean, if we're being honest, again, this is just my opinion. The only Daytona worth having is the one with the Zenith movement inside, to me. Um, I think even Zenith makes a better chronograph. They do. Facts. They make a more accurate chronograph. That's I why mean, the El Primero is like, yeah. that's a grail watch for me. Oh, of course. Like, I want that. Of course, of course. In of my course. collection. Um, I love Daytonas. Yeah. I don't need one. I need a Zenith. Yeah. Well, I and need also, one. I could agree with that. The thing, too, is that you got to remember, at a point in time, ADs used to give away Daytonas. You used to get discounts on yeah. Rolexes. But they, literally, they used to give them away. You were a good enough client. You bought a watch that was expensive enough. You buy a gold Rolex at the case from an AD in the 80s or 90s. Here's a steel Daytona. Thank you. That was a Crazy. real thing. That was a real thing. That's wild. I never heard of that. Yeah. There's plenty of articles <laughs> about it. It was a real thing. That's wild. So who really cared about a Daytona back then? Now, people care because it's hyped. Yeah. Especially when the ceramic came out. It was hype, but uh, was it, is it is it a, a pretty watch? Sure, it's gorgeous. But I love a steel Daytona. Yeah, the reason why people want them is because other people have it. Yeah, we we spoke about especially the steel. Yeah, like, we spoke about how steel Daytona were, to me with a white dial, fire. We spoke about how watches getting like sneakers last episode. The same thing. Yeah, it's hype, especially it's hype. in the world of Rolex. Rolex and Patek hype. I think what bothers me so much is that I am super passionate about watches and i hate having to talk to guys about like trying to like talk to them and convince them that they should look at other things outside of rolex like 
and it's not to 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 hate on Rolex. I love Rolex. Like my two favorite Rolex. My, I'm I'm gonna share one. I'm not gonna share the other one because the other one I'm trying to get, and it's already too hot in the block. So <laughs> one of my favorite Rolexes is the Explorer Two White Dial. Um, to me, the most aesthetically pleasing. Um, it everything about it screams tool watch, mm-hmm. and it just it always reminds me about who they are. It it's it, it, it's it's the one watch that they still produce that's like screams their DNA, and it's like this is who we are. Well, the silhouette you know what I'm saying? piece hasn't changed for uh, basically I mean, it's exactly, and it doesn't it doesn't need to change. The Explorer one or two hasn't changed. You know, I'm not a big Explorer one dude. I like the super vintage ones, 1016s. Exactly, I'm, and then there was one that the love the 1016s, and then you know, in terms of like, in terms of like one of the best 1016s that we would get, and we did a post on this the the Space Dweller mm-hmm. Fire. Mm-hmm. How crazy is that story? Right, mm-hmm. like this watch that commemorates like astronauts visiting Japan. Like they didn't even go to space yet. Yeah, but they're rock stars, and like Rolex is like, let's capitalize on that. And then it bombed. So is that hype? Then that goes back. That to wasn't hype. hype. That watch but that, bombed. But, that, but, yeah. but the thing is this though. But that's. But then that also speaks to the volumes of what they're doing. It's well, not hype. And that's, it's called influence. Well, this this but that's, that's not hype. hype. That's this is this hype. is hype. That this is this hype. is this is why I'm in the middle. And I I, I, I do I do believe a lot of the hype is merited. They do have an incredible brand that has spent decades building, and they deserve all the acclaim that they get. Yes. But the the demand exceeding the production today, for me, is all hype. There's no reason why but Rolex not, producing a million watches a year is not enough. But they're also not the only ones that have that kind of demand issue. There are but other brands Yeah, that but they're that. the only brand that produces at the volume that they that do. The volume that they do, a million watches a year is enough. If you want to compare Patek and AP, which are the two other brands in this category of hype, they produce a tenth of the watches that Rolex makes. Tudor Tech makes sixty. Tudor produces a quarter, for sure, and they're available. Yeah, right. They do about two hundred thousand units a year total as a brand. Yes. Right. So you look at them, and it's like you can get a Black Bay Fifty Eight. Mm-hmm. Might not be on the spot, but you get one. But you get yeah, one. Of course, of you course. can get one. Yeah. If you said I want one this year, you can. Get and you one got the year. funds. You will get one. You can get one. But if you got the funds and you want a Rolex this year, unless you're buying pre-owned, you might not get one. That's true. And they make a million pieces a year. Yeah. To me, that's hype. Hype. Okay. And you were saying that's like like with the space dweller, that's creating influence. Influence creates hype. Influence create. That's a influence creates influence hype. Creates How many hype. people have you spoken to and say, "Oh, I bought this watch because of the Hodinkee article"? That's creating hype. Mm-hmm. Because the, the, yeah. the, 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 I think the key factor is that like a lot of these guys, when you start talking about, it, they don't really want it. Well, no. they'll take any Rolex they yeah, can get. Any room. Okay, so what you guys said, what you guys said is hype. Now we, the question was, is it overhyped? Yes, for me, I yes. think so it's you believe, So you believe it's overhyped? I think some yes. of it is. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> then let's, yes. let's agree to disagree because we're going to we, disagree because we, and to, because to Perry's point where he said. Let's you be said, because we Roll, refer to how many, hype. We didn't, re- how many, we didn't refer to overhype. They're overhyped. They're overhyped. They the hype is overhyped. How many they just have you seen in a Rolex case that are butt ugly? And the thing is, why is a lot of people can't contextualize why they want that, that yeah, one that they want. They can't tell you why. Right now, I'm not going to hint at it because I don't want it to get crazier than it is. But, but, you, the, know, but you know which one I want. Yes. And you know why. Yes. And you know me. Of course. And you know why that makes sense. If you know, you know. And I know. And I'm not sharing that. Okay. <laughs> listen, in, in, listen, when it comes to popular demand, they were, they were going to pee, they're going to be more rotten apples than there are ripe ones. That's a great analogy. Listen, do I have to go to, back I, to I, Mr. Miyagi and wipe I, on and wipe yeah. off? But I think, I, think that, I think that proves our point. But that's not hype. It is. Hype. That, is cool. that is just infectious 
creation. That's hype. That's hype. That's literally hype. I don't believe it's you right. find it's hype, hype in your opening argument. All right. All right. I don't believe it's hype. So it's we hype. just we disagree. We we disagree. You're on the island today. I, I'm on the island. You're alone. It's hype. Yeah. All right. So moving along. Unpopular opinions. Watch design. Who does it better? The Swiss or the Japanese? How do you feel? I'll let you start this. You 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 get this one. What are we saying? Mm. Mm. I think when it comes to dials, I'm going to go Japanese. Cool. I just think the Japanese brands at any price point are just more meticulous in their design. I would agree with that. They're more design focused. They're definitely more just like, it feels like they're putting a part of themselves into the watch. I feel like Japanese designers with respect to watchmaking have more to gain than Swiss watchmakers have to lose. Yep. And so they go all out because they know they have to compete with Swiss watchmakers who run the market. Um, and there's what's great is that the, the culture is, is, is infused into it, right? Like, um, you know, to keep it a, a hundred, Japanese designers are incredibly meticulous. Yep. Um, and so details are incredibly important. And I think what's really cool about Japanese design, in particular, I think when you talk about Japanese design, you talk about watches, you're going to be talking about Seiko. Yes. Like if we're being honest. Yes. Right. And the cool thing about Seiko is that they offer a variety of products at, uh, you know, various different price points. Yes. But whichever price point you're fixated on, whichever price point works for you in terms of purchasing a watch, you can find a beautifully crafted piece. They got it covered. They got yeah. it covered. Again, any price point, something for right? If you talk Seiko, about Swiss, yeah. you're you're at 99.9% .9 of cases, you're starting at a grand. Yes. You're going to spend $1,000. Yes. And what I, what I will say is this. What I think, um, you know, the Seiko Corporation has been able to do is take the same watch inspiration and you know design and you know history and everything behind it and create it on their own in the Japanese market because what I look at JLC to be is the Japanese version of JLC. Sure. They are the Japanese watchmaker's watchmaker. Mm -hmm. There's not a single watch that is designed by the Japanese that does not have a Seiko movement in it. That's true. And if you think of just that kind of culture and tradition, it's all family oriented. It's all one umbrella. Mm. Everyone respects each other. Everyone, yep. you know, comes together and they break bread. And Seiko and Grand Seiko do everything in house. Absolutely. A lot of these Swiss brands can't make that same claim. So for me, man, you know. Japanese all the way. I'm definitely going Japanese. And if anybody is listening to us, <laughs> if yeah. anybody's listening to us, um, they should know that the Japanese are coming very, very yeah, soon. Yeah, I mean, people always like, like, oh, well, you know, Seiko, Grand Seiko, oh, well, it's not Swiss made. So what? Yeah. If you're looking at a pair of jeans, you wouldn't say that. Yeah. Facts. You because would say, oh, yeah. these, this is Japanese denim. I need it. Yeah. Why? Well, it just, seems, it, it, just, it just seems like they... Um, how do I say this? Uh, I'm trying to figure out how to, how to, how to express this. Um, they have everything to gain. They don't really have much to lose. So mm -hmm. their Japanese design is a little more daring, which is kind of funny to say, right? Because with respect to Japanese culture, it's pretty conservative. Very conservative. But um, compared to American design, uh, because our design philosophies are so separate, mm -hmm. um, for us at least, experiencing Japanese design, it is that much more daring. It's that much more risky. Yes. Um, but it's always rooted in culture. Yes. It's always rooted in history. Yes. And that makes the experience of Japanese design that much more richer. Absolutely. Um, and that's, that's why I appreciate it. Um, but with respect to Swiss design, um, and watches, you have an extensive history of like success, yes. right? Like the benchmark is set. Yes. 
Um, for for me, um, it's kind of a toss up. You know, I think I think Swiss design with watches has a very rich history, a successful history. What I love about Japanese design is that, um, to me at least, as an American, it seems like they're unafraid of taking risks. And so when I think about Seiko, particularly I think about Grand Seiko, and I think about what they're doing with dials, mm-hmm. um, they're doing stuff that no one else is doing. Yep. And especially at the price point. Especially at that at that price point, mm-hmm. which is still for most, I think, an elevated price point. Yeah. But I think what you get for five grand from Grand Seiko versus what you get from Rolex, Grand Seiko is much more cooler. It's much more interesting. It's yes. much more unique. Also, you get the technology part. You also get the technology. You get the technology. You get the design. You get and you the get, full and you get a, package. You get a vast variety. Yes. What can you, you buy yeah. with six grand at Rolex? In the Oyster Perpetual? That That's you, it. Yeah, you have to wait three years to get maybe. Oh, man. Talk about Come it. Come on. <laughs> you can take 6k walk into a, a grand seiko boutique or an ad that sells them and you can pick probably 10 watches yeah it's true for sure for um sure. so where do we stand you japanese i know I'm you're japanese, japanese. japanese yeah i think i'm japanese too. so it's unanimous yeah yes we're all japanese japanese design is design design excuse me tongue-tied tongue-tied tongue twister is uh is leading the way they're yes. leading the conversation yes absolutely uh moving on most unappreciated watch designs this is a unique topic um i know you guys have your opinions and you feel a way yes uh, who wants to take this and go first? Um, I definitely would love to spearhead this conversation. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we had yours yeah, pulled yeah. up. I'm, um, I'm pushing the button today. Push the button. I'm pushing the button. Um, my underappreciated design, I'm going to go with um, the Gerard Perigot Laureato Skeleton. Okay. I think that this piece is underappreciated for so many reasons. Sure. Um, and I'm going to go into the history of Gerard Perigot um, before I get to the meat and the potatoes. Okay. Um, Let's get into it. So Gerard Perigot is one of the oldest watchmakers that we all know of um, outside of a few other brands, but they are up there. Mm-hmm. Right. They're up there in age, um, but they don't get the proper appreciation that they get. Because they are always compared to Audemars Piguet for their octagon cases um, and so forth. But if we all were to know um, influence is infectious, obviously we've had this conversation. Um, Influence is infectious and um, the octagon case was something that was, you know, massively produced across most brands in the 70s. So when someone goes ahead and says, well, oh, that looks like an AP or that looks like an Audubon Piguet, it's like, well, did you not understand that everyone that was, was doing that in the, in the 70s? That was design language in the 70s. Now, where I am going to go when I refer to the skeleton, if um, you know, most of our listeners did not know, Gerard Perigo was the first um, brand to actually create the exhibition case or the quote unquote skeleton. Right. Um, so, of course, the first skeleton was a pocket watch. Okay. Um, it was introduced in the late um, 1900s, I'm going to say late 1800s, creeping into the 1900s, um, in which um, it was the first pocket watch to actually be a see-through case. Okay. Um, so for everyone that goes ahead and is like, oh, I, that looks like an AP open work or so on and so forth. You know, Gerard Perigo actually was the one to lead the charge into your favorite trends and everything that you know and love. So that's where I'm going to go with um, Gerard Perigo being unappreciated. And I think that we need to do our homework and give uh, this brand their flowers while they, uh, they still lead the charge. Respect. Respect. I think they hear you loud and clear. Ben, what do you got for us? The Ulysse Nardin Executive Dual Time. This is an interesting one. 
very interesting because it's a watch that no one really talks about when no. it comes to UN as a brand. I feel like you're getting a dive watch or you're going super crazy and getting like a, something from the Freak collection. This sits somewhere in the middle. And I think it's a almost like the perfect everyday watch for that guy who has to go into an office. Okay. A lot of these corporate executives have clients, people they got to deal with multiple time zones, maybe across different countries. And a lot of them can't get their hands on the Rolex GMT, which I'm sure is what they all want. Sure. Here's probably the next best option that you can wear at work every single day okay. and not get a crazy look on your face because people are like, how'd you get that? Wow. Because yeah. I feel like in the office from when I've spoken to a lot of people, it's like a lot of these guys want steel watches because it kind of flies under the radar. At least yeah. it did at one point. Especially when you're meeting with clients, right? It's like it's almost like a slap in the face. Like I'm paying you to do a service for me, and you're wearing a gold watch. Yeah, it's like it's am I paying crazy. you too much? Like that looks a little yeah. crazy. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But now it's like, let's say this guy who is maybe in some some level of sales at his office, right? He's meeting with a client, and he's wearing a steel Rolex. Mm -hmm. That's not under the radar anymore. No, because now we're gonna look at that and we're gonna say, how'd you get that? Yeah. This I think is the next best thing. Mm. I think the design is perfect. It has those those pushers on the left side of the case that almost disappear. Most watches like this, they're like absurd in design because they either have crowns or pushers that are just massive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This watch for the most part is super sleek. You can get it on a leather or rubber strap, screw down crown so it's water resistant, and you can track two time zones simultaneously and the pushers on the left side are jump hours. So you can go backwards or forwards depending on where you need to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So sub-seconds, independent date window, and a separate window for your dual time zone. It's easy to read. Doesn't have a, it's a super big, easy to yeah, read. Yeah, it doesn't have it's a big bezel. Legible. doesn't have any additional numbers to it. It's just all there, super legible. You just put it on and forget about it. Yeah. That's a cool piece. Yeah, it's dope. Yeah. Um, for me, I was thinking... Um, in terms of unappreciated design, I was thinking I was more channeling like an unappreciated icon. Um, and I went with, and this could be controversial in some circles, <laughs> but I went with uh, the Panerai Luminor Submersible. Or just Panerai, really, if we're being honest. Um... I think the Panerai is, uh, I think Panerai, I think is an unappreciated brand. Um, whether you're, you're doing just the Luminor or you're doing the uh, Radiomir or the Submersible, the design is relatively the same. They all have that really wide cushion case. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's an incredible design. Um, I like the submersible uh, specifically because of the sub dial and the the, uh, the lever crown lock. Mm -hmm. um, what I love about Panerai is that it's unmistakable. Um, you know when you see it. You know when you see it, and you don't mistake it for anyone. Yes. Or any other brand. Yes. Um, there's so many dive watches. I feel like even between like. Rolex and Tudor and, you know, even the Diver Seamaster, Diver 300. Yes. Yes. Like, there's so many design influences that cross brands and, like, kind of transcend and run through both. Yeah. But the, uh, the Panerai reigns supreme to me in just complete originality and uniqueness. Agreed. And it reminds me of, like, old diver suit helmets yes um yeah, I can see that. now it's a huge watch um the the most of them are around like they're in excess of 40 millimeters they're like 45 47 yeah uh they do make smaller case sizes now it's it's usually like when i see guys wearing it it's usually like the same type of guy that wears a panerai and he wears a nice suit he wears a nice suit <laughs> <laughs> Right, he wears a nice. This is a guy who 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 is <laughs> who resonates with Italian design. Yes, so he wears great handmade Italian suits. You know what? Fist bump me. Boom. 
Boom. There we go. <laughs> uh, so this guy wears amazing suits. I've never suits. seen the Pan and Ryan suit together, so I can't. I, can't I have. Yes, I, I have. have. And, 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 I have. And, and, and even if they're not wearing a suit, this guy is. Very polished. Not only very polished, but very particular about what they want. These, these customers, and I've dealt with Panerai customers, not shopping for Panerais or watches, but shopping for other stuff, they are incredibly particular. Yes. They know what they want. They know what they like. They know what they don't like. Yes. And you can show them a bunch of stuff, and they'll be like, no, this is what I'm looking for. Yeah. Uh, it's a very particular client. Um, but I think these watches are underrated, undervalued in terms of design. Um, I typically don't wear big watches. I, I don't really wear anything larger than the 40. Um, I would absolutely love to have one of these in, in my collection. Yeah. I think the design language is incredible. They were one of the first, I think they were the first company to do a bronze watch, do a bronze case. They might have been. They were. Wow. I'm absolutely certain of that now wow. that I think about it. Yeah. Um, and the guys who love these watches are absolutely, um, they're absolutely enamored by them. Uh, Ralph Lauren, Mr. Ralph Lauren, happens to be a huge Panerai collector and lover of Panerai watches, yeah. uh, which makes total sense to Perfect me. Perfect sense. Um, but I think it's an unappreciated design. Um, you know, is it, the most interesting or the coolest watch? Probably not. You can definitely find things that are that are cooler, but in terms of dive watches and uniqueness, uh, where the brand is um, on par with, uh, you know, their design in terms of like immediately recognizable, I don't think anything touches a Panerai. Uh, and the submersible is, is is a favorite of mine. They do a lot of them that are not aesthetically pleasing. Um, they don't have the most stylish. But when they get it right, they really do. They make a good California dial. They do make an amazing California dial. Yeah. Um, and then I just think just in terms of like the locking mechanism for the crown is super cool. Right? It gives you something to do. Yeah. And it's uh, it's incredibly pleasing. It's very, it's, it's very intimate. It's super intimate and it's it's um it's it's simple. It's easy. It's just like it's solid design. There's something that's like incredibly Apple about yeah. Panerai's that I love. Yeah. And I think too, I mean, outside of Rolex, I think probably like, you know, outside of Rolex, and I'll even say Omega, I think probably like the third watch that you may have heard of or are familiar with is Panerai. So it's like, okay, Rolex and then it's Omega because yeah. of, you know, the clash of the Titans. And then it's like Panerai. Yeah. And and I think what's cool of them is that they really only do, they only really have like three lines. Yeah. And they do different variations of, of, yeah. of those three. Yeah. Um, they have an amazing history. Um, but they're just, they're just really, really cool. And um, I'm a, I'm a big fan. I think it's an underrated design. I uh, they're popular with a certain age demographic. Mm -hmm. That that demographic is that demographic is not young, um, but it would be amazing to see what they can do with with younger people, um, in terms of you know focusing on them and, and marketing towards them. I'm a fan. I would love one. If they're watching, uh, please send me one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll wear it almost every episode. Um, but I think I I think it's uh, I think it's an incredible design, just from from that perspective. So absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Um, That's a great choice. Kicking it off into the next segment, new releases. We got a bunch of them. So a lot I, of Oris up here. It's a lot of Oris. Oris had a had a big uh, two weeks. Mm -hmm. uh, they released three new watches. There are three new styles. Uh, some of them have several variations. Um, the first one, uh, is the Sun Wukong. Um. The Monkey King. Yes. This is a crazy dial. Yeah. Um, so this is, it's an Aquas watch. It's the Aquas line. So yeah. this, is, this is a dive watch. Um, which is a popular one for them. If you, if, if you guys follow, I shared it in the, uh, the last wrist check. You did. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was, yeah. Looks better in person. It looks yeah, way it looks better. great in person. It does. It looks great in person. That dial is just extremely mesmerizing and like 
um, you know, that other half of the sun just like almost beats you in the face. <laughs> it just like it's very radiant. It just pops out at you, you know. Oris is doing a lot, I think, in in terms of of design. Um, you know, touching that one and then moving along to I thought, which I thought was really interesting, their rectangular uh, models. Yes, that they release, which I think, no surprise, is definitely channeling like Cartier tank. Yeah. Yes. Um, Especially the new ones that they did. They came out with those three colorful ones. Yeah. So yeah, they did, and so they've got several different strap variations and dials. Yeah. Um, which I think is is really really cool. I haven't seen this in person yet. I'm excited to get my hands on it. Mm-hmm. Um, when I think Oris, I always think Tool Watch. I don't yes. really think Super Duper yeah. Lux. And that's where I was getting ready to go. And this is a pivot for them. Yes. That I think is really interesting. Very interesting. To kind of go and dive into um, dress watches. Because, yeah. you know, we know Oris to be very, very rough and robust and, you know just do divers and you know aviation designed and inspired pieces so for them to go ahead and go into a dress watch is pretty cool um i love it i I do have one critique about this watch please tell me i think the watch is beautiful um but i think if oris is going to and this is just from a design perspective right just me being a stickler for design um, if you're going, if you're Oris and you're going to pivot to um, to to this type of like Lux offering, use the Shield logo instead of the Oris on top. Yeah, use the Shield logo. It, 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 the Shield logo has Oris in it. Mm-hmm. Pivot to the Shield logo. The Shield logo, which they don't use often, they usually use it on the back of the case. It's a fire logo. It's amazing. And it and I think it gives them an opportunity to differentiate the tool mm-hmm. from the dress. Yes. And I was surprised to see that they didn't use that in this. That's actually a great idea. I think that th- that logo is amazing. And I think if you're going to pivot like this, utilize it. Like, I would love to see that on this dial. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, no, I. You know what? I never thought about that, P. I think they should utilize it. They have so much in 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 their history, and and you know so many assets at their disposal. Let's play around. Yes. Let's have fun. And but and you know I think we spoke about it in um, I can't remember which episode, but early episodes and just how these brands now have the luxury to go ahead and play and have 100%. fun. 100%. And right now, everybody's trying to figure it out. Everybody, it's a gold rush. Everyone's trying to reach that pinnacle to where it's like, ah, we got one. Yeah. You know? And I think listening to guys like us and sharing our opinions, because we do see it in other brands and how they do recreate, for example... Um, you know, everybody wasn't a fan of the power reserve on the Grand Seiko. And sure. all of a sudden, the next piece they drop, there's no power reserve on it. So, um, I mean, I, I think people are very, very excited it, and yeah, inspired. Yeah, because I mean, when I look at this watch, like the, I think the design is beautiful. The case is, or, is awesome. Of course. The dial is awesome. Yeah. There's a lot of empty space. Yeah. And you could fill it up. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be crazy. Yeah. But like... Instead of just Oris, if that shield logo was in there with Oris in it, even if it was really small, fire. Like, perfect. Yeah. I love Oris. This ain't it for me. I feel you. At all. And I, I, but I feel like, like when I see this, it's I something just see, missing. I just see like a vintage Patek Gondolo. Mm. There's all I see in this. But then, and I think, I think they 100% should have a dress watch. Sure. I just don't think this one is it. I and think, I agree I, with, then, with what you're saying for design. It's like I would have done like the date at the bottom at six o'clock. I would have made that the shield shape. Yeah, I mean something. Like you right? can do a like, lot. Like it, it feels, it feels I a little. Put or maybe, or it maybe feels even, a little incomplete. Yeah. Even in that sector, maybe the sector is the shield. We don't know. Yeah, it could have shaped it that way. But, see, but also too, that goes back to even what I was saying from just you know designs that 
you know, we kind of judge and underappreciate is the simple fact that, you know, you go ahead and you revert to it and you go, oh, that looks like so-and-so. But it's yeah. like we all piggyback, we all bounce back and, 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 and inspire one another. So it's like maybe they weren't thinking that way, but, you know, there was some kind of influence. I mean, look, it's the first time they do something like this. Yeah. It's not gonna. The, it's not gonna be. It's not gonna, gonna be better. Exactly. Yeah, of course. Uh, moving along, the, the third watch that they release, which has been getting a lot of hype, good hype. Yes. And and um, I like it. I'm a big fan of love it. it. I actually love this shade of blue mm -hmm. for the dial in contrast with the the date arrow. Um, the big crown pointer date, the new one. Um, it's kind of got a. It's a. A navy dial? Can we say navy? Yeah, definitely navy. Definitely navy. Uh, sub seconds dial at the bottom mm -hmm. at six. Mm -hmm. um, no coin edged bezel. Even better. Which I'm a fan of. Super duper clean. Mm -hmm. um, and then the red hour, red arrow, excuse me, uh, pointer date. Um. I think this is super classy. It speaks to their their heritage and their history. Um, it's a nice new take on it. I love the strap yeah. in contrast with the dial. Yeah. I think it's super clean. Case size, perfect. It's perfect. This is this is a watch that's a lot of fun. Um, I would own this. I think this is this thing is awesome. Yeah. I saw this in person and I kind of fell in love with it too. Yeah, it's tight. I like it a lot. I want to see, I mean, again, I don't like blue, so I want to see what other variations they have for dial colors, but... I I'm not huge. I, I actually don't own a blue dial watch yet. Um, not mad at this. Well, then, I like it a lot. You know you know what? We don't even know. Maybe they're doing that same lineup that they did previously with the, uh, with the square case watch. They could. I, mean, the like, I think that would be colors. tight. Yeah, just like, I mean, I could see that. I mean, like, they're definitely going to make new, yellow, they're going to make a couple, a couple of different versions. Of course, this. like yellow, burgundy, red, yeah. like the crazy, you I'll know. I'll get down with it, red. Or red would like be, really rich color. I mean, but of course, they've done it with the, uh, with the, with the big crown. They did it with the diver too. The yeah. cherry uh, diver. Yeah. Uh, moving along. Super cool. Uh, Ulysses Nardine Marine Mega Yacht. Yep. That's a mouthful. This is a super complicated piece. Crazy. Yeah, it's kind of wild. One of 30. I mean, it should be. It's literally got a moon in it. <laughs> and, and a yacht. And a, a yacht. And a yacht. White gold. The yeah. propellers yacht. at the bottom for the turbion yeah, the movement. The case is made out of the platinum. The it's got actual, an anchor. Yep. The actual yacht on the dial is made out of the white gold. Yep. And then... That is a functioning anchor attached to a chain that moves up and down to this show you your power insane. reserve. That the, is your power reserve indicator with a winch. Yes. The winch rotates and moves as the watch is wound. Not so only that, you have to chain. guess the time because there are no indices yep. or hour yeah. markers. But you, see, that, <laughs> that, that, time, but that goes to just their disorder and watchmaking. And, you know, it's an art piece. It's an art piece. These guys are very unapologetic and they're like, sure, listen. We make one of thirty. What is this we retail don't need everybody for? Like Three hundred and twenty-one thousand seven hundred dollars. Yes. Not for me. <laughs> yes, that is the cost. I get too it. rich that for is, my blood. That is that is the cost of a weekend on a yacht. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this thing is this thing is this this is Listen, this is a flash. To be fair, so you, you own a bad boy, and the pay to crew is three hundred grand. That's wild. Yeah. Now. We have this in the new release section, so just to clarify a little bit, this is not a new release. It's been around for two years. Oh, it has? But, yeah, but the run is over as of Ooh. like this month. So they They have completed production on all 30, no more to be produced. Mm -hmm. So whatever's out there in the world is just That's what's it. out there in the world. Hove, and where from you what at? I hear there's only one Get in one. North America. Yeah. There's only so, one? In North America, So yes. where the inspiration comes from is the fact that uh, UN is actually the official timekeeper for the, um, the Yacht Club in Monaco. Hove, where you at? I know you got one. He should. He should. He better. After he hears this, he needs I'm to I'm saying, Hove, Swiss, where you at? 
Yeah. Get you one of these. So, you know, this definitely speaks to their novelty and their heritage. They uh, consider themselves. I'm a fan, man. I think I think in terms of like luxury timepieces, especially like art for art's sake. Yeah. Also, I mean, it has real function, though, to be fair. Like it is. It does. That's inside of it. Yes, it's a moon phase indicator. But as we all know. Moon phases correlate with the tide. Yeah, there's yeah, a tide exactly. indicator. Exactly, I, I saw the tide indicator. The tide indicator. Yeah, yeah. The blue that's in the dollar is enamel, and that gradation from the lighter blue near where the yacht is to it being darker around the edges of the case, that's because when the boat moves through the water, it pushes everything out the way, so yeah. it gets from light to dark. It's the waves moving. Yeah, that's the so that's, very that's poetic. Done with intent. Yeah, it's not just there to look pretty. It's done because no, nah, it's definitely there to look yeah. pretty. Well, sure. <laughs> well, it's more than that. Yes. If you're looking at a boat in the sure, ocean no, from the top it. down, that's how it, it looks as yeah. it's moving. Yeah, totally. If you can look it from the top down, the flying tourbillon shaped like a propeller. I mean, it's gorgeous. There's also an adjuster on it. There's it's an gorgeous. arrow pointing on the propeller, so a watchmaker can actually. Hope you should it. hire me to buy your watches. Yeah. Uh, moving along. Uh, this is definitely a new release. I'm excited about the Doxa Sub 600T steel and ceramic bezel options with a bracelet option. They expanded the line, so we've got several different dial variants to choose from now. Total different variations. It's crazy. They gave. I mean, Christmas is here. (laughs) <laughs> this is just in time. The bracelet is fire. I think it's cool. Um, the the dial variants obviously all speak to Doxa and, and their current offering. You know, none are unfamiliar. Uh, what I do think is interesting outside of offering the steel bracelet is your choice between a ceramic and steel bezel. Um, and that's where things get really interesting. Um, that's where you get to have a lot of fun, I feel like. Uh, because there are some dials that, that, that look really cool with the ceramic bezel. Mm-hmm. And then there are others that look really great with the steel bezel. Yes. I happen to be a fan, which I never thought I would be, of the sort of turquoise blue dial with the steel bezel mm-hmm. on the steel bracelet, yes. I think is absolutely fire. That's the aquamarine dial. Yeah, that thing is a heater. The color of the dials actually have names. It's crazy. Yeah. That's yeah. right, they do. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So you have the orange being the professional, the yep. black being the shark hunter, mm-hmm. the that kind of like coral blue being the um, aquamarine, the navy being the Caribbean, orange is the professional, yellow is the diamond star, and I am losing it on- Sea Rambler. Sea Rambler, yes. There you go. I think yeah. that's the one that is underappreciated. If we're talking dials for Doxa, I think yeah, that's the Yeah, it's the simplest one. I it's the simplest sure. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which it, it doesn't photograph well, but if you see it in person, it's actually- It, it actually is pretty stunning. Uh, but they do, Doxa does great dials. Yes. Um, I'm not going to hate on, on any of them. They're all really, really pretty. So you're going steel on the Aquamarine? I would go full steel, would Aquamarine. Steel bezel, steel bracelet. I'm going steel on Aquamarine. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going steel on in general. I'm going, but I am going. I'm going um, ceramic on the Aquamarine. I mean, I'm. 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 I'm sorry. I'm tripping. I mean the uh, the Caribbean. The Caribbean. Because it has a colored. Because uh, it has ceramic. the color. Because it has the colored ceramic. That's the only one that has the colored ceramic. The rest of them are black. On the yeah. navy, yeah. the Aquamarine. You're the going Aquamarine. steel. No, he was going well, ceramic, ceramic because ceramic. the ceramic on the Caribbean sure. matches a dial where yep. all the other ones are black. Yep. Yes, that's the true. only one that's actually designed that way. Yeah. I think it's fire, man. Um, you know, I thought I had my Doxa picked out in terms of what I would get, and then they released this, and Changes. now I know for certain. Changes your mind. I mean, that's definitely like, I don't have one yet. When I get a Doxa, that's going to be the one. Yes. For sure. And what do these retail for? Uh, Just under eight, two thousand, I think. Yeah, yeah it's like so, eight, like in, incredibly affordable. Yeah. No, actually, it's not even eighteen hundred. They're fifteen like hundred. They're fifteen hundred. So I wonder, do you know how much it is with the bracelet option? I think the price difference is maybe a hundred bucks. It's crazy. Yeah. So I think it's like fourteen. I think it's like fourteen fifty for uh, rubber, and then I think it's like fifteen fifty for steel. Wow. Okay. Um. All right, our last one, 
is the System 51. Swatch. Yes, very strategic. Hodinky. Um, Stoplight Neon Remix. This is a mouthful. Um, I saw this. Um, and this one comes with their, their children's model, the yeah, Flick Flack. The flick flack. Mm-hmm. Which is great. Um, so this one I thought was interesting um, because I've never seen a pointer date from Swatch. I'm a fan of the System 51 line mm-hmm. um, because I think it's a lot of fun. But this one has a, a pointer date. So it's got, it's got a, um, in the dial, the dial's a white dial. Around the dial, it has the 31 days mm-hmm. of, of the month. And then it's, it's got a, a rotating uh, pointer uh, built into the dial where you have a yellow square that moves from date to date. Now, this watch is inspired by a vintage watch that they did, which was known as the Stoplight. That watch, which I've looked up after seeing this, is absolutely fire. Yes. That one was quartz. This is a 1990s yes. watch. But that speaks to just my factuation of anything produced in the 90s. I wish that they almost reproduced this one. Yeah. They like, should have reproed this. I like this this as an automatic watch? Yes. Fire. I'm all over this. Yes. So now when Hodinkee, I was doing some research and I was looking into it. Hodinkee released this one. Mm-hmm. These were available. The actual vintage piece. Yes. Since the release of the Hodinkee one, these have all sold out. Oh, of course. You know what? They created hype. Hype. Don't believe the hype. Um, But they did. And unbeknownst to those who were selling, clearly had no clue when you look at the prices that they sold for. Because they all sold them for dirt cheap. Oh, of course. 60, 70 bucks. Yes. Like nothing. But now they're all gone. Um... I think the repro is dope. I think it's cool that it comes with the flick flack. For those who are does it fan- come with the flick flack? It does. They come together. Okay. Um, it comes with the flick flack, which I think is really cool because you, especially for Christmas. Yes. For those who have of us who are parents, you get kind of like a instead of a his and her is like a me and mine. Yes. Right, which I think is really really cool. That's really definitely cool. appeals to me as a father. Um. So I love that Hodinkee did this. I think the repro is dope. I'm all over it. It's $175. I'm going to get it. I think it's dope. But I definitely want the repro. I mean, the the original. Have you seen what they're going for now? Are they up? The repro? I mean, the original? Yeah. No, no one has them left. Yeah, they're they're gone. All the ones that were available have sold. They're going to they're gonna probably sure spin some, them out. So, some will, be, pop someone's going to pop up and they're yeah. going to see this and they're going to be like, oh, 500 bucks. Like, of for course. sure. I mean, the same thing happened with the uh, with the Grand Prix collection of the, the Swatch Chronos. Exactly. Um, there's specific ones where they are running for like $600 to $1,000. I think that's cool that Swatch is getting their moment too at a, in, in, in this whole watch craze that they are... It, that people are able to resell swatches, period. Yeah. Because there was a time it was like you could try to resell it, no one wanted it. Of course. And now that's like actually a thing. So there are sort of benefits to to the hype of sorts, right? This is all a byproduct of that. Yes. So the hype is real. I agree with the hype. It's I never overhyped. Said, now that's the thing. We spoke <laughs> and of it's hype. bleeding into into other brands. <laughs> we spoke of overhype. Hype, I'm down for. Overhype. That's where we had our disagreement. Yeah, but it's crazy. You said Rolex wasn't hyped at all. It's not hype, man. I don't believe um, hype. But, you know, I think it's odd that, like, Hodinkee got with Swatch and reproed it. Because if, if I'm Hodinkee and I saw this, I'm like, do this again. Just change the color yeah, of the dial. Yeah, but, but that's kind of what they did with the flick flack. Kind of like. Just do this. Of course. Just do this as the heater. This is what people want. Yes. Right? Do this. We don't know. Maybe they'll do it in the future. They need to. You do this as an automatic watch, Swatch is on fire. Oh, yeah. Or maybe Swatch does it. Maybe we don't know. 
Swatch, if you're listening, do the stoplight with the stretched steel bezel. Bracelet. Bracelet. Sorry. And make it automatic. And make it automatic. Heater. You're going to sell thousands. Yes. This thing is fire. I mean, I would get this in a heartbeat. This is a no-brainer. Oh, yeah. If they release this even at like 200 bucks, I'm slapping the buy button. This Apple is on my Bay. wrist. Agree. Agree. 100%. Heater. 100%. Yeah. Um, so that about does it for episode six. That does it. Yeah, that's it. Uh, that's it. Um, thank you all for watching. Uh, again, please follow us at Rich Check Pod on Instagram. We are also now available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts. Spotify with video. And with video. So you can watch this on Spotify as well. So we're all over the place. We're growing. We're getting busy. Um, you guys have anything you want to say to the people out in TV land? Listen, to all the people out there in TV land, we appreciate you guys for listening. Um, it's amazing to talk watches and do the things that we do and share our experiences and our enthusiasm. So truly humbled and thank you guys. Much appreciated. Peace. Peace.